this morning about Mountain View. We could talk about maybe just our viewpoint. Um, I love the announcements, by the way. You could keep doing those. Those little clips are fun. Um, but, I mean, thinking of that, if you remember Ralphie and Randy, they had that last one in there. Fa-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra. But if you remember when they went to see Santa, they had the one kid on his shoulders. Anybody ever ride on somebody's shoulders or put your kid on their shoulders because they couldn't see and they could see once they were on your shoulders? The viewpoint is different. If we could change our viewpoint to maybe how God would see it, wouldn't that be amazing? And instead of just how we look at it, sometimes we look at things the same way all the time. It's just mundane. It's just this. It's just par for the course. It's status quo. I don't know about you, but I'm talking to people that maybe you're tired of status quo. I'm tired of just going through the norm. Dear God, let this be a year coming up that something happens that's much better than what I've experienced before. That I have some kind of a difference instead of just making it through or just struggling to get ends to meet. I don't want ends to meet. I want ends to overlap. So we're going to talk about Mountain View this morning and just believing God for for great, great things. All right, I got to get my thing on there. There we go. How many knows if you're looking at something, it moves you move your life in the direction of what you're focusing on. Any deer hunters in the building? Me. All right. There you are. Thank you, Tad and Keith. All right. So the three of us, we are the three amigos. All right. So. The other night we were coming home and on our road, there's always deer that crosses on our road. And I happened to look over and I said, Kim, look at the size of that buck. And of course, when I do that, the car goes, "Mm." (laughs) and all she can really see is my arm right in front of her nose. Man, he just had, he had a rocking chair on his head. You know, it was just really cool for me. Oh, and she's like, watch the road. (laughs) But anyway, we have a tendency to go where we focus on. And so our viewpoint and our belief system or our faith is how we kind of tend to walk out on life and what we experience or what we think or how we view it. And we can take things different ways. And you can have people in a service will go, I like this. And another person, I didn't get that at all. Have you ever watched a movie and somebody is telling you this is what they meant with that? And I'm like, well, I didn't catch that. I thought they were meaning this. No, or some words mean double meanings and all that kind of stuff. It really depends on what you are exposed to or what your viewpoint is. Has God ever rescued you? He's rescued me. He saved me from me. Sometimes we just need saving from ourselves. We, uh, we can be some of the worst influences on us. We are. I was homeschooled. That's a gooder decision for me. <laughs> Sorry. I need rescued from time to time. You? We need to have God. He, he sees me better than I see myself. I, I look at myself, I have a tendency to go, you know what, here's where I dropped the ball. Here's where I messed up. Here's where I fell down. And God, once we, you know, if he, he's with us and we give all that stuff to him, it's not that he doesn't know that you failed. It's that he doesn't recognize it again. And he looks at what the potential and what he's believing you for. Aren't you glad he forgives and forgets? He's an amazing God. He sees you better than you see yourself. He knows my beginning from my end. He knows what he has planned for me. He is helping me walk that out. So we're going to talk about how good, not just how God has been, how good he is right now, and even past that, how good he's going to be in the future. He sees greatness ahead for you. I think like most of us, we fall short in giving him praise. We just don't recognize him enough. We... Either we don't because, well, that would be awkward. 
or we just, you know, mm, I don't know. I just decided to keep my, you know, but I'm telling you that God is a God that needs to be praised. It's not that he needs it, but we need to praise it. And let me just tell you, because when we praise it, we start changing things in the area where we are. It starts affecting the atmosphere. Come on, somebody. If you got a praise on your mouth, it'll start changing the most negative person because you can praise. You don't have to take what they're giving. You can start saying, you know what? God is bigger than that. And when we can have his view and say, God, you know, I don't even understand all this. I don't know how you're going to make this work out for my good. But dear Lord, I'm with you all the way. We have that Peter mentality to say, God, I don't understand. But if you say so, works for me. So if we'll have that attitude and say, God, give me your viewpoint. Look at this. I love this. This is our first thought this morning is just first. Remember, God is on the job. God is on the job. He never sleeps or slumbers. The Bible says he's 24-7. He's God. We can be confident and know that he will move if we ask him. I love the scripture I'm about to give. He'll do what he says he'll do. How many knows he always keeps his word? He's going to do what he says he's going to do. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is a great one to underline in your Bible. It's a great one to stick on your mirror. It's a great one to put on the dash. It says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. This is the New Living Translation. Your version might say, you know, what's in his will. So it pleases him. You, you know, people ask me all the time, what's, what's in the will of God? It's in this book. It's in his will. This is his last will. It, it is his pleasure to, to please you. It's his pleasure to bless you. You know, um, he's against sin. I asked a kid one time, I said, you need to take messages on these sermons and all that stuff because he had to do it for uh, one of the classes he was doing. And so I said, hey, and I watched him. He just wasn't caring, dozing and whatever. And I said, you get you get the message taken care of? He said, yeah. I said, what was it about? He said it was about sin. I said, it was. I said, what what was said about it? He said, God's against it. (laughs) You see, God's not into sin. But he is into forgiveness. He is into grace. That doesn't give you a law to sin. Paul says certainly not. But it does give you the thank God that that blood of Jesus works. Thank God that you can call on the name. I'm telling you this morning if you can call on the name. The Bible says he hears you. When we pray he hears you. We have the confidence that whatever we pray. If it's in his will. If it pleases him. It's done. He's going to answer it. Look at Ephesians 1.17. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. How many need wisdom? I need some more wisdom. Insight. For you women, that could be intuition. You know, sometimes you just feel a thing. Or you just, you know, know something or whatever. And guys, we, we have that same thing. We just don't maybe call it. We just, I just, I got a feeling in my gut. That's kind of intuition. We should make a sermon title. Intuition. But anyway, just more wisdom to bring some light on the situation. The other day we were shopping on, believe it or not, Black Friday. I was out. I didn't go out till later. I let her go out and then I met her later. And she had had some stuff. And this is what girls do. I don't know if any other girls do this, but this is what some of my girls do, especially... This is what some of my girls do. She'll hold it, and it looks good. I mean, she could wear a potato sack, and it would look good. But she'll hold that and go, how does that look? I'm like, that looks great. And she'll hold it and hold it, and then I'll say, where's that thing? Put it back. 
Why? I don't know. Just, I don't know. Then later, where did I put that? Because now it's, I mean, and there's, man, on Black Friday, people are so polite. Anyway, she was like, oh, I, 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 I'm thinking I, I want that again. I don't remember where I put it. Now, listen to me. This is just a little nugget, and this sounds kind of silly, but it works. And she goes, I can't find it. So this is what I started doing. I started praying in the Spirit. I just said, okay. So I just started praying to myself. I wasn't bringing attention because that would be silly, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, I have prayed out loud in the Spirit during Christmas time on return day. Where people are at line at Walmart from here to eternity, returning everything that people got them. And, and this is a true story. She'll remember this. I had a lady that was in the church I was pastoring at the time. She goes, Pastor, and she was just, I don't know. I lost my wallet. And I don't know why this it had all our money in it to pay everything. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, okay. And I mean, we were from here to, you know, way back there. I'm in line. I said, well, let's pray. See, what are we going to pray? Let's pray in the Spirit. So I, we did. Grabbed hands. And, and for those of you that are visiting, that wasn't English. So I just started. And I wasn't even thinking about all the people in line. Now, there's probably 15 people ahead of us. That's true. And I start, Father, we just need prayer. You know, and I'm just praying in the Spirit. Look up. And she goes, okay, I'm going to go find my wallet. She takes off. There ain't nobody in line but me. Here's your, here's your first holiday clue. You want to clear the line out? Pray in the Spirit. They'll all take off. <laughs> we'll never get through this line. Yes, you will. <laughs> I looked up and there's nobody there. And the lady's up there. She's just looking around like she's dazed. And she goes, I guess you're next. <laughs> what I'm telling you is we need some wisdom, some insight. God, show me some things. Can I tell you, we have a Heavenly Father that wants to show you some stuff. But we're only aware of what's going around in our five sense realm. The realm that the enemy works in. That seeing, touching, hearing, smelling, tasting. That realm's the one that he likes. That's the one that he tries to get you in. Because that's where our faith, a lot of times, we stop right there. We stall right there. If we can't see it, touch it, smell it, taste it, hear it, then we're like, well, okay, I guess it's not so. But God is bigger than what you can sense. He's bigger than what is enveloped in this box of just your realm of understanding. You need insight. By the way, the lady went out. God gave her a picture of where her wallet was. She went right out and found it came back and was, Pastor, I found it. Insight. Wisdom. There's a whole bunch of things that are moving in the unseen realm that you don't see. What comes out of your mouth? You know, you can be a believer and you can tithe. Because you know you're supposed to. You can tithe, but you can negate it with your mouth. I'm going to say it one more time. You can be a believer and tithe and not get the blessing that you should be getting because you negate it with your mouth. Because you speak against it. You're like, well, you know what? I doggone had to do this and I'm never going to get out of this. I'm totally always going to be in debt. And I'm going to, you know, you can say whatever you want, but I'm telling you, you're negating your blessing. Life and death are in your mouth. We speak to the unseen realm, and when things start happening, that's why faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Is that, did I say that right? Or is it switched? I said it right? Okay. Anyway, what I'm saying is, you're speaking to those things that are not as though they are. That was in Romans, and we're talking about those things, and when we start speaking those things, 
things start moving. Things start happening in the spirit realm. Things start happening and we get revelation and insight. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. Turn to your neighbor and say light. If light comes in, darkness leaves. It's not as much that, that darkness is just, I mean, light just overtakes it. Shadows don't exist when light is there. In heaven, there are no shadows. Because I'm saying the light of the world is walking around on streets of gold. And no room for shadows up there. Understand the confident hope that he has given those he called his holy people who are rich in glorious inheritance. You see, when we limit God by our own understanding, we, we stop things from, from happening. That God wants to do some great things. Quit limiting God. We trust our experience rather than our faith. God, I want to... We judge everything by our view. And it may not be the view at all. His view says, okay, I said this first, I'm going to say it again. I remember asking God, I, I'm just, I was learning how the kingdom worked. And I remember, have you ever prayed God for a certain amount for a, for a bill? I have. Oh Lord, I need this. We had a payment of $506.73 for our, our van. This has been years ago. That's a large payment. I remember like, oh, God, I need $506.73. Oh, God. You ever do that? Want some cheese with your wine and all that stuff? Oh, God, you need to help. You know, let me just say that my view is all I can see is that payment for that month. Because that's what's in front of me. But what God is saying is, I don't want to just pay your car for the month. Could you believe me to pay it all? Now, some of you are going, mm-hmm, Sure. But I'm telling you, when I started understanding the kingdom, now God didn't send some money angel that came down and went boing and did that. But he gave me ways to put my hand to stuff that I could start saying, all right, God, how do you want me to pay this off? I'm going to believe you to be debt free from that. How do you want me to pay it off? If you have a car loan, does that mean you're no, you're all right. You have a house loan. It's okay. I'm just saying, but wouldn't you like to not have one? I get it that you got one. I got one. But let's, let's just say, okay, God, show me how to put my hand to it so that I can be financially free. Wouldn't that be a good idea? It's not wrong. How many understand what I'm saying? I'm not condemning anybody because I, I, I get it. I get it. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. Start understanding the kingdom and we don't overextend ourselves. We start preaching instead. You know, the world has gotten uh, crept into the church so many times and this is all we do in the church. And there's nothing wrong with medicine. How many knows God created medicine? But I, and I've been guilty of this myself. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, let's do this. You can take this. You can take that. But what, what happens to, why don't we just say, let's preach healing. Listen how quiet it is. But let's just preach healing. And then just believe for healing. And if God wants to use medicine, he's big enough. He'll tell us. You can do that. Or if your faith is not there or whatever the case is, I don't know. Then you can use it. Nothing wrong with using medicine. We've used medicine. But I want to look at his viewpoint. I want to see not just mine. Well, this is, and I do the same thing. This is what we do every time this happens. What if God said, that's why you get what you got, because you do that every time. What if you'd believe me for more? His view. Quit talking to God about your mountain and start telling your mountain about your God. Are you in the building this morning? Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He'll be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. 
That's our next thought today is that God goes before you. I'm telling you, God goes before you. He goes and he makes sure that he takes care of those that serve him. He loves you. He goes before you. I was uh, pastoring in Pickerington and I was on my way home from a board meeting one night and I'm heading home on our road. We lived out in the sticks. We lived out in the country and it was a good little fur piece, about 27 miles from the church. But it was great country, great deer hunting for you deer hunters that are my man right there. It was awesome. Turkeys and deer back there was just great. I'm on my way home. I'm not even suspecting anything. I'm just on my way home. And and I'm coming up to this hill and somebody flies over the hill, flies in a car. They're airborne. And my mirror, my driver's side mirror, they hit it and, and knocked the mirror off. And, and I go up over the hill, and they go on. I get to my drive. I'm like, what the heck happened there? I heard this thump. I get home, my, my driver's side mirror is just hanging. I turn around and go back. These people had wrecked, and the, the state trooper was there. And they, they were sending for a chopper to life flight somebody. What I'm saying is, think about where that mirror is. We got, what, maybe a foot? And I would have been eating a bumper. But I'm telling you, my friends, your God goes before you. I didn't know. Now, listen to me. I wasn't expecting or suspecting. But all along the way, God knows my beginning from my end. He knows, Brett, we're going to get a church started. and We're going to do it in Marion, Ohio. You cannot. The enemy cannot take you out here. So I got to protect you. I'm going before you and make sure that that happens. Are you in the building today? Because sometime during your life, you're going to need that protection. And when the enemy comes in, that alarm system's going to go off and, and God's going to go, oh, 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 hey, the alarm's going off. We need, we need protection right here. Let's take care of this. God goes before you. And I'm just going to say this. Years, years ago, our first child was... A boy and he was a, he ended up being a stillborn and so he's in heaven when the first people I'm going to see is going to be Josh. But the Lord had talked to my sister before that happened and said to her this is what he said. He said, you stick close to your brother. He will have need of you. Now, I did not. She didn't know what that meant. I, of course, I didn't know what that meant. But during that time, uh, you know, she just she just stayed close to me and my wife. She just stuck with us. She just took care of us. She. You know, she gave us grace for when we didn't understand and all of that. Not that she understood. You, you, how many know what I'm saying? I'm saying God will go before you. God will take care of you. He'll send people to help you to keep your arms lifted up, to help keep you focused. He takes care of the details. So the, when the enemy tries to take you out or take a, a loved one out or, or whatever that is, you know, just right now, God will be saying, not today, not on my watch. And how many knows he never leaves his watch? You're not doing that today. And we began to, we talked just the other week about pleading the blood and praying angels and, and all of those things. I'm telling you, life is in your mouth. When will you understand the viewpoint that God is saying there is great things in store for you and great things ahead? We need to start speaking those great things. Remember Jesus' first miracle is his actual first recorded miracle. But his mom came to him for help. And she said, hey, you know, we're out of wine. Would you take care of this? And Jesus says this. Now, my mother is here today. She's up in the second row. <clears throat> Jesus says, mom, it's, it's not my time. 
I had fun with this thinking about this. You ever tell your mom when you were, well, even now, if she says something, it's real hard just to say I can't or no or, you know, but I mean, just, <laughs> I could just see, mom, can't do that, not going to do that. It's not my time. Can you see this? Is it your time now? How about now? You feeling better about that? Yeah, yeah. Get right on that, mom. <laughs> I'll go right now. My mom would be, clean your room. Mom, I don't think so. You think so now? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to clean that room. You know, we had to tell our kids, you know, they'd be, this would be just, you know what doitering is? That's my own word. Is that a word? It is today. Doitering. All right. Yeah, that'll be text, right? Doitering. Maddie would be in her room doitering. Okay, dawdling, doitering. What makes the difference? She's not doing. <laughs> She's not. Hey, from my viewpoint, it's doitering, okay? <laughs> she. She's not doing what we're telling her to do. We're telling her to clean her room, and she's doitering. You, you that are listening online, you're laughing right now, but it's all right. And so this is what we did. I said, I am going to set an alarm. You know why? Because that puts a time frame and a time limit on doiter. And I'm like, you got, girl, you got 30 minutes. That, I better see some progress in 30 minutes, or I'm going to shave your head with a cheese grater. I'm telling you. No, I'm not. I never would shave her head with a cheese grater. No, I wouldn't. Anyway, 30 minutes is ticking. And all of a sudden, her doitering becomes, I got to do something now. Because now, can I just say, if you put your hand to something, God will start blessing the work of your hands. And that's the problem with the body of Christ. We don't, we, we just think that we, we're spoiled. We just want God to do everything. God is not going to do what you can do yourself. I don't have to go clean her room. I didn't throw those clothes over there. Pick them up. Come on. You don't make me go pick them up. You pick them up. Those kind of things. And then, you know, now doiter is a word in your household. This will be good today. Let's learn that. I think in the King James that means something else, but I'm not sure. So anyway, so his mom said, do this. Now, I want you to picture this in, in your mind. The Bible said they had, I think there were six pots, and those pots each held about uh, close to 200 gallons, 180, 200 gallons. You know, and if you picture a well, you probably got a gallon bucket, and she's saying, fill these pots. Can you imagine how long it took to fill these pots? These guys that are filling that, now listen, if, we were, if it was us, this is what we're thinking. I know there's water going in that bucket. And the whole time they're pulling it up. Now, it doesn't say they're doing, uh, we don't have this recorded, but I could hear them going, we have to do this because his mom says, or whatever. Huh? They're not out here pulling pot. You know, I mean, that's just, that's a lot of work. But they're doing that. Now, here's the thing. What they're doing isn't negating, because I've had people think about stuff like this, and I'm just trying to answer some of these. That isn't negating what's about to happen because they're not in charge. Say that. They're not in charge. You see, you're in charge of what you're in charge of. You're in charge of what you have the authority around. You're in charge, if you're the man, you're in charge of your house. You're in charge of those that are under your authority. Come on, because you can't get somebody if they have their own free will and they're doing something else. But if it comes into your territory, you are in charge. Well, that's why I told you God is large and in charge. So in that particular meeting, there was some charge given, and it wasn't the guys pulling the buckets. They were under charge. They were under submission of those in charge. 
So you need to see that. So this is what's happening. They get this water, and this is what's happening. She says, okay, now then just fill that. And so they do. And I spill it. And they take this to the magistrate. Now, this is the problem with that. Now, we can see that this went from clear water to now it's not. But when they were, when did that change? When they go to the magistrate, there are things that can happen. There's consequences for bringing, I mean, they know there's water in there. They put it in there. Their understanding in their five cents realm, that looks like water. I can put my finger in it. That feels like water. I heard the water go in there. I could taste it. It's water. If it's not what it's supposed to be, they could be beaten, they could be imprisoned, they could be put to death. So they have to take this thing to them. So my question is what I'm saying is, what's the viewpoint? Sometime in that process, sometime of just being obedient, sometime when you don't even understand, sometime when it doesn't seem like anything's working, sometime that thing's going to make a change from natural to supernatural. When you stand on what God has told you, when everybody else is saying, I don't get it, that is just water, and you're saying, I don't understand it either, but he said, do this, that's good enough for me. Sometime in that process, it changes from natural to supernatural. God is wanting to change some things in your life, and some of those things you're going to have to give over to him, and you're going to have to trust him. Let me just say this, if you complain, you remain. Most people serve God, well, they serve him with conditions. As long as this happens, as long as something good happens for me, I'll do it. But do we ever serve God before we know? Have you ever done something you volunteered for and you know the Lord told you to and you got in there and you're like, oh, I'm not liking this. It's almost like watching somebody on American Idol that say they can sing and they're going to win it all and you, they can't sing a lick. And they're mad at all of them. You just tell Randy and you tell them, you know, they can't sing. All my friends said I could. You have bad friends because you can't sing. Mal bought a, a DVD of just the idol bloopers or something of the people. That, and I'm, that's probably wrong to watch and go, oh, I can't watch too much of it because they just can't sing. But I'm telling you this morning, if you'll just understand to not understand as much, but to trust. We live in a world full of analyzers. This has to, I I need this. I I, I get it. We need facts. We need stats. We need all of that. But we also need faith. You need that element of, God, I just believe you because you're God. You see my beginning and you see my end. I fished here all night. I didn't catch anything. But if you say so. And God says, now you're talking. God, if that's you, you just tell me to come on the water and I'll come. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, my friends. And Jesus says, well, come on. It's amazing that nobody else in the boat said, I'm coming. Because Peter had to take a few steps before he started sinking. You'd think somebody in there is like, sweet. I'm going to do that too, but no. They just let Peter go out there. My friends, there is great blessing for those that will stand in faith. When no one else will stand, there are those that will stand and proclaim, He is God. 
Can you explain that? I don't have to explain it. He's big enough to take care of himself. But he told me this, and that's what I'm going to believe. And you just stand and you believe, and sometime in that process, he's going to change your water into wine. Sometime in that process. And really it matters not. Did it change when they put it into the pot from the bucket? Did it change in the well? Well, no, they saw it pour in. Did it change in when they poured it, when they brought it to the magistrate or when they dipped the ladle out? When did it change? I don't care when it changed. The fact is, it changed because somebody believed. The best miracles are coming in your future. They haven't left you. They are still coming. The best ones are still in your future. Don't give the credit away. When God does something big in your life, don't discount it. The enemy will want you to say, well, it's just luck. It's just chance. It's just coincidence. No, just stop. It's just God. And that's a big, that's a big thing. When God does, when he moves the mountain, just give him praise and start shouting. I'm telling you, listen, if you ever ask God for a healing, maybe you needed something or you had a headache or or whatever, we, we prayed for Cheryl in the back and she, and she said her back was bothering her, now it's already better and we thank God for that. You know, but you know why? She's already declaring it. She said every time she feels a twin, she's saying, thank you God, my back is healed. You know why? She's praising him now because she's giving him credit now because he's already healed her. Come on. It's already done. First Peter 2.24, it's passed. It says it's already done. And we have to do that kind of thing. We have to activate our faith, speak life, and start speaking faith and watch the hand of God move. Because we just read, if we pray, he hears us. We know he hears us and he answers. It is not his will that you be healed. It is. See, that's the problem. We don't know. So we don't know how to believe. What if we would know? What if we would read that book and go, that's true. And take him for everything he said. If God said it, that's it. I have people that have told me throughout years, well, I don't believe that. I don't really care if you believe it or not because God said it. Whether you believe it or not, it's not going to change that fact. It might change it for what happens in your life. People will say things, and I don't understand why God will do that for you and he won't do that for me. He'll do it for you. Here's the difference. I just believe him. It's not that I'm special. I'm not. He loves everyone. I get it. But this is what I'm saying. Do I ever have problems? Yes. So before you think I'm some supernatural superhero, I ain't. What I'm trying to tell you is this. I do believe him. And it doesn't matter to me. I feel the Lord wants me to say this, but I want to say this and I want you to hear my heart. God told me to change the name of a church one time. So I'm like, because anytime you do a change... People are sometimes they don't like that. I lost about 50 or 60 people inside of inside of a month, two, three weeks for changing the name. And the Lord told me to change it. The district was great with it because they were confusion with the name of the church and the campground the district had in the assemblies of God. And they were like, yes, they told me what to do. I did everything according to the letter, what they told me to do and all that stuff. Lost 50 or 60 people. Now, let me just say this. There was a lot of pressure for me just to not do it or for me to go back or just to go, okay, we're not going to change it. But God had told me to change it. I knew he told me to change it. So this is what I'm telling you. I'd have called it the house of pancakes if he had told me to. Because nothing inside changed. 
What I'm saying is, if God says something, if you stand and believe, then stand and believe. Stand and do what he's told you to do and just and do it. And here's the thing. I heard Joyce Meyer say this, and I thought, this is so cool. What do people, I, I'm afraid I'll miss God. Well, he's big enough to find you. You know, if I've ever done some things, and I've done some things where I've missed him, he's, a big, he's big enough to take care of it. He's big enough. And here's the, only, here's the issue. You've got to be humble enough to go, you know what, I did that wrong. I need forgiveness, or I need to figure this out, or can you, you know... Come on, people. We've got a big God. It's time that we changed our view. And we started saying, you know what, God, I'm believing you for the greatness, the things that you are, the things that you're going to do. Those who complain remain. Those who praise live the best days. So start praising him. I want to take, you know, how many saw the Buckeyes win yesterday? After first quarter, they were down 14 to nothing, and I didn't get to watch any more of the game. But then they came back and they won, which is true Ohio State tradition, it seems like. But this is what I want us to do. People go nuts over the Buckeyes, especially that game, Buckeyes against Michigan. That's like the big, you know, the people go blue, go blue, go Bucks, go Bucks. And everybody just goes bananas. If we can go bananas for a football team, could we not for 10 seconds just give the Lord some praise? I'm going to 10 seconds, all I'm asking right now. So on the count of three, I want for 10 seconds, you just to just, I don't care if you want to picture Jesus spiking the ball in the end zone. I don't care. It's going to be kind of hard to run in that skirt thing. He's going to have to change, but, but he can do that. Sandals with spikes. That's why can you see Jesus. All right. One, two, three. Come on. Give me some praise. Ten seconds. Yes. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. L-O-R-D. <laughs> awesome. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now, O glory to God, who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So what do you ask or think? You know, I always saw on Facebook somebody was going, O-H, and O-I-O, what are we, L-O-R-D. <laughs> Okay. I don't know how to do an R or a D. I don't know. Well, what do you ask or think? I mean, I got a I got a mind that can think of a lot of stuff. I can think of, you know, just man, a, a house with woods and all the kind of stuff I want and and all that. And it's just the house that Kim loves and all that and wonderful. And I can picture a sweet ride. How many guys like a sweet ride? You know, everybody's like, ah, put some jam in there, some tunes in there. Boom, 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 boom. No, I don't do that. But anyway, put some tunes in there, something that I really like. You know, I can picture, you know, like Kim feeding me grapes and waving palm trees over. Hey, it's my dream. I can picture what I want. You tell me what I can't picture. But he says, above what we could ask or think, he's an amazing God. It's time you started living your life. You know, and this is the thing. We have been hurt so much by people. People hurt because we're not perfect. And so then we develop all of these trust things because people are people. Let's let's start believing in God because that's the gap maker. He can help you. He can help you if you're the person or the other person or whoever. Let God believe good things for him. Trust in him. That's where really our trust has to lie is in God. If I have to trust in somebody else, then 
it's always with the ability of failure. But if I trust in God, he never fails. So I have to put my trust in him. And then through that, filter that down to, to those he's put in my life. Say amen to that. God's plan is bigger than you. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. You see, this isn't just about us. It is about God. It's about our kids and our kids' kids and our kids' kids' kids. Here's our last thought for this morning. Remember, God deserves all the praise. The miracle happened so we can recognize, you know, things happen in your life so you can recognize God and those around you will recognize you recognizing God. That's how it is. You're going to witness to all the people in the earth, the people that don't know Jesus in your workplace. They're going to see you loving Jesus and then go, oh, and God will get credit and glory because you're loving them or him. And they're seeing you love him and they're saying, "Uh oh, something's bigger than that. They start understanding. Come on. Why? There's something good happening in your life. There's people at Honda where I work there that would hunt me down just so I could pray with them in a 10 minute break. Because they couldn't find anybody else that they felt that God was doing something in. And I wasn't saying, look what God is doing. I just prayed and got results. Come on. Because if you pray and God hears you and you know he hears you, what you pray, he'll answer. And when you pray for healing, healing's there. Then you receive it and you walk away from that place. Well, brother, Brad, what if I don't feel healed? This isn't about your five sense realm. Come on, people. This isn't about what you see, sense, feel. This is about what you know. This is about what anointing is. This is about who you belong to. This is about God being inside you. If he says I'm healed, bless God, I'm healed. I don't care what my back feels. I don't care. I don't care. I just care about what he says. God gets the credit of what he's already done, what he's doing now and what he's going to do. He's God. Give him your attention. He's always going to exceed your expectations. Quit trying to, God, I'm going to give you something easy to do. I know it's 1209. Can you give me about five more minutes? And I'm, I'm finishing this up. But this is what this is just so important. Sometimes our faith is little faith. I, I like my wife is been honest before and she'll say god like you know she'll tell you that one prayer lord help my unbelief you ever had just unbelief i want to believe god but man i'm just been i've been through the the mill my son he came to me and he said daddy i i want to pray i want to i'm believing god for a 10 point buck i'd never seen a 10 point buck behind our house never i'd seen six points eight points so i kept saying because this i'm feeling like i'm sticking my neck out i'm teaching everybody how the kingdom works and i'm thinking what if it doesn't work I mean, that's just as human as I can be. Well, I don't want you, want you pick, let's get, no, we don't have to have a deer with horns. We go to Kroger's. Just go get some meat, son. But anyway, you know, he said a 10 point. And I said, why don't you believe for a six point? He said, no, dad, I want a 10 point. And he had like a dollar fifty or something like that. He said, I want to sow this into the kingdom. I'm going to believe for a 10 point. I need you to agree with me. So we, I said, okay, I'm going to agree with you. And I said, God, he wants a 10 point. I agree with him. But Lord, at least give him a six point. I made some kind of a prayer like that. You ever try to deal with God? But Sam's faith wasn't shaken. So we went out the first day. You know, we went out to hunt. And seriously, I'm standing like right here. Sam is probably sitting where this woofer is right here. Uh, he wasn't doidling. He was just sitting there. And we're just sitting. I'm out in the open. And here comes a deer. He runs right across the field. And he runs about from here maybe to the double doors from Sam. It's a six point. 
and he stops and he stands and he turns sideways. And I'm telling Sam, I'm just standing out in the open. I'm going, shoot him, shoot him. And he's got my crossbow, and he's not. Sam's not going to shoot him. And the deer, after a minute or two, just goes, huh, and takes off. And I'm like, what? what's the matter with you? And he goes, this is what he said. Now, listen, I'm trying to tell you something because I'm, I'm learning from my boy. He said, Dad, that wasn't my deer. That was yours. That was the six-point you called in. I said, ooh. So the next day we go out, and he said, I'm still believing for my 10-point. And I'm thinking, okay, God. And this, I'm almost praying what Kim, oh, God, help my unbelief. And that day, he got a 10-point. I watched the deer come out. I couldn't tell from where I was at. I was not as close to him. I heard my crossbow go off. I heard crash, 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 and then it was quiet. And I remember running up to Sam. I said, Sam, what happened? And he was like, I, uh, well, he came through. Well, I, boing, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, let's go find him. And we went, and sure enough, there he was, about 50 yards away or less. And I didn't even have to count, but we did. We counted, and there was 10 points. And I'm telling you, this is what we did. This is a true story. We danced around that deer. I danced around that deer going, yes, God, thank you, Jesus. And I think Sam was looking at me like he has lost his nut. I mean, just lays off his rocker there. And so, but I was just so thankful. And then Sam danced with me. We yelled and we praised God and we thanked God. Here's, here's what I'm trying to tell you is. He believed that. He was not pulled off. He was not shaken. He stood on what he believed to be true. His viewpoint was that God put in his heart, you can have what you ask for. And he said, that's what I want. And so that's what he got. Now, this is what to finish that story. What I did is then the next weekend, I, I, I went out and I said, Lord, because the six point had already come. His 10 point came. I said, God, give me a, a four or eight point or pretty good sized deer. That's what I put on my check. I sewed like 10 bucks or something like that and believed, released my faith, went into agreement with the Lord, prayed with Kim. I got out, got in the field, got in the... And here come tear. Now, listen, this is crazy how this happens, but I'm just trying to teach you a kingdom principle. Two deer ran out side by side, running parallel. One was a four point and one was an eight point, and they ran side by side. Now, why was the six point first, the ten point second, and now the four and the eight point, just like we said? Because that's how the kingdom works. They ran out, and the rest is history. I just picked the deer I wanted, and, and we went from there. What I'm trying to tell you is your viewpoint's got to change. If you don't like what you're seeing, maybe you're not looking at the right height. Maybe if you would change the window view where you're at, maybe there's another flight of stairs you need to go up. Maybe there's something that God is doing. I mean, I'm not talking in the physical, maybe just in the spiritual. You've been stuck in the same place because you won't invest in the kingdom. Not, I'm talking not just financially, I'm just talking about spiritually. You want somebody to feed you every Sunday. What are you doing Monday through Saturday? What if you step into a different realm and say, God, you know what? I'm going to get what you have for me. I want everything you have for me because I want to be a, I want to be a witness to this kingdom. God, listen to me, folks. We are about to change Marion wide open. We are about to change, because I'm going to tell you in just a minute, because I'm just about finished with this message. We just bought the building. The building is bought. Okay, I'm done with those. <laughs> you're going to have to start praising. You're going to have to start thanking him. You're going to have to change your viewpoint because this is God's got bigger plans for you. Instead of just, oh, Lord, I want that payment. He wants to pay it off. I just want out. of. I want these chains off me. What if he said, I just want you out of jail? What, he's got bigger things in store than you could think. Bigger things, but you have to change your viewpoint. God, it's always been this way. Well, there's a new sheriff in town, baby. It's time for you to go, you know what? I'm tired of this. 
I'm just telling you, if this has been anything in my life, and if there's anything I could even share and my wife can tell you, this has been a time where I've just been fed up because I've had to make some changes on who I was and what I was before. And are you with me where you've got to do some changing and ain't nobody going to change it but you because I've waited and, and that change person is me. I asked somebody the other day, I said, how'd you do? And I said, did you, did you see any, any weight come off? He said, I watched everything go from my plate to my fork to my mouth. I get it. What I'm telling you is you got to change. And the way to do that, God is always going to call you up higher. He's always going to call you up higher. And it's always going to be, man, you're going to get another level. And he's going to say, that's great. Come on, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Come on, you can do this. You ask a marathon runner, they'll be running in a marathon and they'll be at the point. There's a wall. They what they call it. They call it the wall and they hit it. And then somewhere, somehow inside, they dig out some other energy and they finish that race. They don't even know where it comes from. This, they just able to pull it together. Their body, they, they focus and they just be able to get. Some of you have hit a wall. I'm telling you, there's more past the wall. But you can't, you, you can't get out of the race. You got to change your viewpoint. You got to start saying, God, just help me get in there. And, and give him the praise for it. Give him the praise for it. We're going to have the praise team come. And uh, they, they can do that song that we just finished. The chains, all that. Yeah, do that chorus of that and just rock that out. Now, listen, everybody, I just want you to stand your feet. We're going to close this service out. We're going to receive our offering here in just a minute. I've got something to say to you. And I know it's 1216, but it's all good. But I want you to praise. Listen, praise. You got here in your car. That's a vehicle that brought you, right? Praise is going to be the vehicle that's going to get you to where you need to be. You need to get in this praise and just say, Lord, I, you know, you don't have to understand everything. You don't even have to agree with everything. But you do have to praise him and know that he's going to work it out for your good. And you can say, I'm not doing it. I can't make you do it. All I can tell you is I have, I've seen results from me doing it. I had to make choices to say, okay, this isn't going to change unless I put, you know, I prayed for God to supernaturally have the fat angel come and cut fat off my body while I slept. That fat angel must be on vacation because a lot of years he or she never showed up. And, uh, you know, just so this is what God finally said when I was sick and tired of it. I had to make a change. So 65 pounds later, I've made a change. And so now I have health benefits from that. And this is what I have to say to myself now. Why did I wait so stinking long? Where are you at today? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to say, God, let me put my hand to it. Show me what to do. Give me insight. And God, help me put my hand to whatever I need. And watch, just watch the fruit that will come from that. Let's praise him. We'll receive our offering. We'll let you enjoy the rest of your day.